Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Good evening and welcome to the online dart live lounge review of the day for the 2024 Paddy Power World Dart Championships. I am Dan Simpson joining you up in sunny Teesside. I'm joined by Mr. Charlie Hopper and Charlie, what a day today. Oh, unbelievable. Um, unbelievable, Dan. I, th- I think the beauty of today was probably the unpredictability of it all, really, and, and just how the games ebbed and flowed throughout the day. Um, and, and, and that's what you want, though. You want you want to be gripped by 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 a full two sessions. And, and today was was just unbelievable. It, it was. And, and if I'm completely honest, I, I didn't have today pegged as, uh, you know, one of the big box office days of the tournament so far. You know, there are, there are days of, and, and schedules of matches that I've, I've looked at and pinpointed as, as the tournament's gone on and, and thought, that's, that's a day where we'll get it. That's a day where it'll... I didn't really predict that today, but by God, did we get everything really, that, that darts could, could, can offer in, in a day. We saw some unbelievable drama. We saw some huge comebacks. We saw tension. We saw seeds being toppled. We saw ridiculously high levels of, of darts. We saw people winding back the clock. It just was a, a really, really superb day of darts. Evening, folks, in the chat room. We've got a few in there already. Matthew and Paddy getting in early. Good evening, folks. So, as always, what we're going to do this evening, we're going to talk through the action from today. We'll probably go in the, in the in running order. We'll talk through the afternoon session. Then we'll have a chat about this afternoon. And then we'll probably get on to some predictions for tomorrow. Please feel free in the chat room to get involved at that prediction stage. Let's have something to talk about and see what you think is going to happen. We will also be hearing from some of today's winners. Our man at the Palace, Phil Bars, has been there. 
gathering interviews. And don't forget, we will share some some clips um, and some bits and bobs with you this evening. But interviews will be an hour available in full through our YouTube and various different social channels. So please make sure you are following those various different channels to make sure you can see all of the reaction from the winners of today's games. And I suppose, I mean, Charlie, we, we start the, we, I suppose we start the review of the day with, with one of the contenders for games of the day, but there's, there's just so many to choose from. As we see Brendan Dolan, who was, you know, the seed and the favourite going into the game with the, the chap who I believe is, is his best mate in Mickey Mansell. Um, and, this one went right to the wire, didn't it? Yeah, and I think this game, if someone was to say to you, give me an example of why set play is so good. For Brendan Dolan, this is the this is the game that you would show. For Mickey Mansell, it probably isn't, because what a game. Um, Mickey Mansell dominated in nearly all aspects of this game. How he's not managed to get over the line is is unbelievable, but... As we always say, you know, it's those crucial fifth legs that that win your games. And as we saw in the first set, when Mansell missed a dart at tops to, to claim the opening set, and Dolan swooped in and, and took it, it was it was unbelievable. And that last set last set down was just the perfect way to end what was an unbelievable game. Yeah, and and you you make an interesting point there when you you, you say that Mickey Mansell dominated in 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 all elements of the game and. And if you know, for the statisticians in the in the chat room, I know there are people that pay, pay far more attention to it than I do. You know, Mickey Mansell in that game, he had a higher average, he he had a higher highest checkout, he had a considerably higher doubling percentage, he threw more 180s, he threw more 140s, and he won more legs. You know, if this is a match play game, Mickey Mansell wins this game. But like you say, the beauty of set play. It, it just meant that you know the opportunity was was there for for, for Brendan Dolan and and Brendan certainly t- took advantage of it. You know, Brendan, let's make no mistake, what was the favourite here? Um, do you think do you think he'll benefit from coming through such a challenging game so early in his you know in in the tournament to get to get thing? I mean, obviously that's Brendan done now until until after Christmas. Um, do you think that that will be a benefit for him to have come through such a tough one. Yeah, it probably will. And to be fair, he probably will feel like he's dodged a bit of a bullet, um, you know, so far to to today. And that he may start to feel that, do you know what, this is this is the year when I could really go far. Um I mean look, we could be sitting here and, and he gets he gets knocked out in the next round and, and what we've said is is you know, there's no point in us even saying it, but it's the fact that he's been he's been pushed all the way, and a lot of the seeds so far that we've seen go through, albeit a lot of them have, or, or quite a few high-profile seeds have already gone, um, have had fairly easy run-ups to Christmas in terms of just the game, not really dropped many sets, and, and have got through fairly easy. So I think it will benefit him if anything; it'll it'll set him on his way, and it gives him that that confidence that he can get over the line when when the going gets tough, because we know how unforgiving that stage can be. It is, and within that quarter of the draw that Brennan Dolan finds himself in, unforgiving could be the, the optimum word because don't forget, in he, what he's done in beating Mickey Mansell today is set up a meeting in the next round, in that third round with Gerwin Price, in a quarter that contains Gary Anderson, 
Raymond van Barneveld and a certain Mr. Luke Littler as well. Um, so huge, huge tasks ahead. But Brendan Dolan does get over the line with a 3-2 victory. And that brings us on to the first seed of the day. We did lose a few seeds today. And the first seed of the day, I suppose we, we, we've got a few different stories in terms of, of how our seeds exited the tournament today. But I'm going to I'm gonna go with Jose de Souza getting going out with a bit of a whimper today. He didn't put up much of a fight, did he? He's he's one of those players that you wanna you wanna sort of just sort of shake him because he's so frustrating, he's so infuriating when you watch him sometimes because he can do absolutely amazing stuff. I mean, all you've got to look at is midway through the second set where he took out a one three eight to force a deciders. That's like Jose de Souza at the best. That's like the Premier League D'Souza that we're used to seeing. All the fourteen data that he that he uh, that he threw in the first in the first set, but then he just does some stupid, baffling stuff, which we talk about in the group chat all the time. And yeah, it was it was pretty poor for him today. But fair play to De Graff for for fighting back after losing the first set, um, and then showing why he's someone that should be feared in the tournament. Well, yeah, sort of two things from that. I mean, first of all. Like absolutely, I mean, I, and you know, I think the, the focus, I suppose, for my for my start there was was you know Jose's un, underperformance, but you know it it can't be understated that you know Jeffrey DeGraff put in a, a, a I mean 90, 94 average and forty two percent on your doubles. It's, it's going to get you through most second round matches. It's, you know, it's most second round games that's going to get you over the line. So Jeffrey DeGraff has done a, has done a, a, a tremendous job, and let's not forget this is a guy. You know, he's not qualified. He's not playing on the Pro Tour. He's not qualified. You know, he's he, he is a, a an outsider. Jose, I, I still think we see glimpses of of the great Jose de Souza from three and a half years ago. Um, you know, I was having a bit of a you know, message around with my mates while we were watching today, and it doesn't seem like too long ago that in Milton Keynes, the first night back of darts after mm -hmm. COVID, I was on. The, I was I was lucky enough to be on the front row when Jose de Souza took out that 120 with three tops. And, and he, he, at times, looks a shadow of that man, you know, that in, ter in terms of what he's currently delivering. But, yeah, absolutely props to Jeffrey de Graff. And he moves on in the tournament, and quite rightly so. A really, really solid um, solid performance from him. And I'm just scrolling up and down to see um, what that does. Oh, and I tell you what, what it does do is in another very, very heavily loaded quarter, it sets up a meeting with the number eight seed, Rob Cross, who in reality is probably realistically ranked slightly higher than number eight, if we were to, you know, if we were to be honest about where we think the seedings lie. Um, a real, real tough one, but he comes through having big, big prospect in Richie Edhouse and knocking a seed out in Jose de Souza. So who knows if Jeffrey de Graff can contain or continue that level of performance. Just a few more in the chat room now. Malachi's in. James is seemingly very pleased about the performance from Barney. Bob's in. Sean is in as well. We are starting to get a bit busy in the chat room, which is absolutely marvellous stuff. And then I suppose the next game is the only game as in that first session that went almost to plan, I suppose, in, ter in terms of um, what we thought the seeds would do and how the games that would 
pan out and and after a, a really really inspiring opening performance um you know not not brilliant performances from both players today but a professional performance, I think, from a tie ski and, and Jamie Hugh just didn't manage to carry that form from the from the first game, did he? Well, I think we might have just lost Charlie there for a moment. Let me. Uh, I think he's frozen. In which case, I'll carry on on my own until I think he comes until he comes back, um, and I will probably just repeat the point that I just made that um, Jamie Hughes just didn't quite manage to carry the form that he had in that first game into this second one. Um, and Ratajski put in, I think, of, you know, it was a very professional performance from Ratajski. Um, let's have a quick look in terms of what that does for him in the next round. Well, I think Charlie looks to be on my screen reloading anyway. And Christopher Tyski, I think in the well, in the next round, he's got what it looks like a really, really interesting draw in that he's going to play the winner of Johnny Clayton and Steve Lennon, which we spoke about a little bit earlier in the week as being a really interesting game because Steve Lennon, uh, an unbelievable performance in his opening game. Um, really, really impressive. Have we got you back now, Charlie? There you are, my friend. Wi-Fi on the sticks, mate. It's absolute nightmare. Yeah, well, this is the thing. If you live in the middle of nowhere, see, I, I, the, the, I'm out in the as you know, I'm out in a little village, in the, in, and uh, with the internet around here is unpredictable. I have to rely on on Elon Musk to run satellites and good yeah. stuff like that to keep me yeah. to keep me hooked up to the to the rest of the planet. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I was just sort of having a chat while you were reloading yourself there about Ratajski putting in a you know a, a very professional performance. Jamie Hughes not quite um, being able to carry the form through. That we didn't see real box office darts from either player here, but sets up a really interesting contest in the next round between the winner of Johnny Clayton or Steve Lennon, which is a game that I think people have you know people are looking at. We know where Steve Lennon is in terms of his tour card. Um, we also know what he did and where he came back from in the first round. And Johnny Clayton has been inconsistent through the course of this year. So uh, an interesting one. I think the game sort of just went to plan today, didn't it? But but makes makes for an interesting game going forward. Yeah, and I think for Christopher Tyski, that the game actually was a dangerous one, only in the fact that Jamie Hughes has obviously got rid of that monkey on his back in terms of getting a win on, that, on the stage. So that makes him an even an even bigger sort of opponent for him. And obviously, to, to reel off three consecutive legs in the first set, go one ahead, I think the Polish Eagle have probably been been worrying about things, but then he, he showed his class, he showed his consistency, um, and, yeah, recovered from a, from a fairly poor start to to battle through past, uh, past Jamie Hughes. And again, there's no reason why Christopher Tyski can't go deep in the tournament because of how consistent he, how consistent he is. Yeah, and I think if we um, just sort of bring to a, a close the, the afternoon session, um, we will, I'm just been having a poke around in who we can hear from and who we've got interviews from. So we'll have a little look in a, in a moment. Um, I think we're going to hear a little bit from Brendan Dolan. But just to, just to close off that afternoon session, the match between Dirk van Dijvenborder and Boris Kirchmar. Dirk van Dijvenborder, we've talked lots and lots about him 
Um, because the story is not his form. The story is the story is his injury. You know, everybody knows he's carrying around a, a shoulder injury. Um, I, I don't. There was moments today in in that in that those first couple of sets where it looked like all it, it looked like he was going to turn it on, and it looked like it was going to be like really, really. He's going to make this competitive, and at, and at two one, uh, sorry, at one all, I thought like. Oh, here we go! Like this, this is getting tasty, and then he he just couldn't quite live with. But what also was disgusting, doubling stats um, from Boris. No, Boris was was ten from eighteen on his doubles. Um, really, really impressive. Is is it just a story of an injury? Do we think? Yeah, I th- I think the I think the frustration for everybody is the fact that we're seeing still what. Dirk van Dijvenborde can do, and what glimpses, what, isn't it? It's glimpses, and that that's the that's what's frustrating because you know that he can do it. Everybody knows that it, with his game, when he's on his A game, nine times out of ten he probably beats Boris Kirchmaier, regardless of how good he is, just because of the way that he plays. But because of the injury, that's obviously holding him back, and we probably don't know the extent of how how bad that injury is to him. Um, you know, and it, it's definitely frustrating for him, and probably the game in terms of the world championships in terms of the game and the injury, it probably come at the worst time for him only that he needs to recover, but he's, but he's, but he's still there. He's still playing. We've, we've seen the flair, so he's got something to hold on to, but fair play to Boris for, you know, fighting back and, and managing to, to keep scrapping because he keeps sort of going, I wouldn't say under the radar, but he's, but he's at a good level now where he's, you know, starting to, starting to raise a couple of eyebrows. It is. And let's not forget. I think Boris was the, was the last man, the last man to qualify, wasn't he? In the, I think in you know in those qualification um, spots at the, the right at the very end, he was the last name on the on the list for this World Championships, and he and he finds himself in a third round match against Gary Anderson. Now, that's obviously a big game. It's, it's a big game, and Gary Anderson is a is a is a big player to play. But you know the world's your oyster for Boris, isn't it? Because you know he wasn't he wasn't supposed to be there. He qualified at the last attempt, and and and, and there he is. Um, Right, let's have a little listen. We've got a couple of clips in from the afternoon session. Let's have a listen, first of all, to Brendan Dolan. Oh, I do. I love playing against Kessie. He brings a lot more to the sport. So he does. He's, he's different and uh, he's fiery. But he's only fiery when he's thrown. I've always made a statement that he does what he does on their hockey when it's time, his time on the hockey. And he's never done it outside his time. He's never, when I put my foot to the hockey, once he's walked behind me, never done anything, never, no, you know, so he's never tried to do it, and he's never tried to put me off, he never tried, so Gazi is doing what he wants to do for himself, for no one else, and that I have no problem with. Yeah, so very much, I suppose, good, good sign, Brendan Dolan very much looking ahead in that interview. Um, looking ahead to his meeting after Christmas with Gezi Price, we'll also hear a few words now from Mr. Christoph Ritaiski. Uh, I feel I play my one of the best darts, uh, not in this match, there wasn't. Uh, it was uh, not, it wasn't a, a game, uh, but I, I won, so I, I'm happy from this. But I think and now I, I'm in really good disposition to, to play a game. Yeah, 
I think it almost sort of echoed what we both said. You know, it wasn't his A game, a professional performance, got through it. And that's the most important thing is, you know, the most important thing um, is getting through that through that first match for him, not the first round, the second round, but his first game, coming back after Christmas, getting properly into the tournament and then seeing where things go from there. Right. It's time for, it's time to look at the afternoon session. And goodness me, this, I mean, it's got to be, I mean, in terms of entertainment value, I couldn't, I had all sorts to do because it was the first game. And I, you know, everyone knows I've got three kids and there's chaos going on. The, the kids are running around and I'm trying to cook some tea and I'm trying to do everything else and it's all busy in this house. And I kept finding myself, you know, the, the tea got burnt, the kids aren't getting looked you know, at because... This is just an unbelievable performance from Florian Hempel. And I think more so because it wasn't a complete implosion, really, from Dimitri Vandenberg. Dimitri Vandenberg did not have a stinker. Um, he looked fairly safe at 2-0 up. The, the, the mismatch starts, you sort of thought, well... Yeah, he's 2 0 up. I know he's mismatched darts, but he'll get more. Like at the time, I don't think he or anyone else was worried. And then that was one of the best comebacks, early stage, that quickness, because we've seen comebacks over the longer format and you know later in the tournament, and players have dipped and and, it, and the pendulum swings. Whereas it wasn't like a pendulum swung, it was like Florian Hempel got hold of the pendulum and just threw it through the window. Like it, he, he just absolutely went bananas and what a comeback that was Charlie I think it's probably the comeback was unbelievable but I think it was even it was made even bigger because of the implications that it had on Hempel's career yeah I'm not saying it's a career defining moment in terms of like if if he didn't get if he didn't win this game then he would never get his toe card back but what I'm saying is it's the fact that he's kept his toe card is yeah, it's unbelievable and at 2-0 down I I just saw one winner, and that was that was obviously Dimitri. But yeah, that was a stunning, stunning fight back from from Hempel. And when you actually look at the at the um, at the implications and the pressure that will have been on him, I mean, you know, you've got to look at that one one five one to stay in the game. That is just that's that's game defining, isn't it? That that's that, that's tide turning. Um, un, absolutely unbelievable performance from him, and yeah, what a way to to you know give yourself another year on the tour. Yeah, Bob's pointed that out in the chat room. That that one five one finish was a huge turning point in the game. Um, just yeah, absolutely superb. So it's it's hard to find enough good you know superlatives for that how good that was. You know when you're two because let's be honest, you know Dimitri Vandenberg is a big, big, big player. You know former match player winner. Former regular in the Premier League, um, and to to be two nil down to a player like that, with your tour card essentially, you know, on the line because one win from Steve Lennon, one win, you know, that there's 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 people clawing at that. But he was in spot number sixty four of sixty four going into today. Um, immediately, bang, straight up to the fifty nine, and away and away you go. That's his tour card done. Um, absolutely superb. 
stuff. And we do have a few words from Florian Hempel as well. So we'll and we'll put that straight in now. So we'll listen to what Florian made of it all. Yeah, I didn't knew that um, after the game. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, to be honest, um, I'm really happy. One more year on the Pro Tour, no Q school in January. Um, uh, maybe one week in the sun. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Thank you very much, Florian. Yeah. Huge congratulations. Thank you. That the final set was your very best. Did you feel that it was like a dagger blow to Dimi the way you took the fourth set and you had all the momentum going into that final set? Yeah, I had the feeling um, I can't miss any dart. Um, I had. Uh, the feeling um, um, what uh, what I play at the practice start um, I, I concentrate so many I, I tried to um, um, to um, to don't um, I tried uh, don't concentrate on the on the crowd and um, get my happy place and I got it but really measured wasn't it? it like I just thought he was he was absolutely superb today really, I've always quite liked Florian Hempel as a player I think he's good to watch I quite like a lot of people aren't big fans of his action his style I think it I think it's very watchable um you know it's not forget the guys are multi-sportsmen there's a few of them in darts these days and you know a few people that have played other sports to a high level I think handball is it was his first um his first sport and he, and he transitioned over to darts but yeah absolutely superb stuff from Florian Hempel. And again, I'm just having a quick refer back um, because Stephen Bunting and Ryan Joyce is Florian... Oh, no, sorry, Stephen Bunting or Ryan Joyce is Florian Hempel's next opponent. And that, I, you know, again, that's another game that we've thought is really, really interesting. Stephen Bunting and Ali Pally, absolute mustard. He's been in some. He's played some amazing stuff this year. But Ryan Joyce has had an unbelievable turn of form, and he, he can just turn it on on the big stage this year. So you know, Florian Hempel's going to look at both of those, and like he's he's going to attack, isn't he? You've got to assume. You've got to think he's going to take that, you know, and 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 really go at it. Yeah, he will be doing. Um, I think both of the players that he, either player who plays against it will be an unbelievable task for him, but. Yeah, again, he'll take he'll take a lot of credit and he'll take a lot of heart from his from his um, performance because essentially it was a back against, backs against the wall performance in the fact that he was heading out, his tour card was done, he was going to 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 Q school, wasn't he? That was it, yeah. <laughs> that was it. That that's the fact. Although you know that's that's one of the things. So I think for him now, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a free shot because that's probably the wrong thing to say, but I think. He, the pressure's has gone off. Oh, him the now. pressure's gone. He'll be playing. But, with, that's it. He's playing he's without playing, pressure now, isn't he's he? Playing with all the freedom in the world. Yeah. So Sean, he, he Sean mentioned to... there, he's got a weird throw. I have a theory around it. So I think there are people that are natural dart players. You know, like these people. You know, the likes. You know, the old Gary Anderson story. You know, first time he picked a dart up and he threw a one forty. Um, I think Florian's one of these people, and they annoy the life out of all of us. Where if you, you know, when you go to school and college, and university with people like this, who are, you know, just these natural sportsmen, where like they'll be amazing at football, and then they'll also play for the local rugby team, and then when you try and play pool with them, they'll pot, they'll be amazing at that as well. I think it's just that you know that hand-eye coordination and natural ability to control their own body. But I think, and I think that's what it is with Florian. I think that's why he's a multi-sport. I think like Gezi Price, you know, like these people that just have exceptionally good hand-eye coordination and a natural ability to to be very very good at sport and 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 within that you'll get unorthodox and almost unnatural looking throws but i think that's why i quite enjoy enjoy watching it it's a really entertaining uh, in entertaining prospect but 
even though it p- potentially was the game of the night, we need to move on to um, a game that, again, I found it, I, I probably enjoyed this game more than I thought I would, but it did go probably the way that most darts fans, pundits, experts and non-experts predicted with a, with a 3-1 win. And, and, and Martin Schindler looked very comfortable on that stage tonight, didn't he? Yeah, and, and actually, um, if you really look back and, and and you think, oh, that was fairly comfortable. Actually, I think Schindler missed a dart in the third set at two all to actually win it three nil. So yeah. in fairness, it actually was fairly one sided. And then he, he ran out a three nil three nil winner in the in the third um, in the in the yeah in the yeah, in the fourth set. So yeah, I th- look, I think one that we would have all predicted, I imagine, um, because you know Jermaine Watamina can produce when he needs to, but it's that consistency that he lacks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly, I was fairly, I don't want to say pleased, but I know I knew that that was sort of the result that we were going to get. Um, I mean, with the seeds that are going at the moment, Dan, you, you can never be too certain because the predictions have been going all out the window. Um, but yeah, Martin Schindler just, just put in a good, solid performance and, you know, pretty impressive. Yeah, and, and Martin Schindler, and, and, but the performance in itself, you know, again, it, it was... It was a way above, you know, what we've seen from an awful lot of players, even right from a lot of seasons. You know, averaging just a, a shave shy of ninety-seven and 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 fifty-two over fifty-two percent on his doubles. You know, really, really good stats, a really good level. And again, and Martin Schindler, a player who is probably going to benefit from, uh, granted, he's a seed himself, but would have been due to me, you know, if, if all had come to plan, the number seven seat, Danny Nopper, in the third round. And, of course, Noppy's no more. So, Martin Schindler against Scott Williams is an, is an interesting... I think both players are going to look at that as a as a winnable game, aren't they? I think both, both Scott Williams and Martin Schindler look at that match and think, I can win that. I, I, I can win that game. And, and I can get myself in, into the last 16. Yeah, one hundred percent, and it's it's sort of that's the beauty of it, isn't it? When seeds start to fall because it opens up the draw a little bit more, and and you start to sort of see how these how these these lesser I say lesser known names, but Martin, uh, Martin Schindler, what is he twenty sixth in the world? So for him, he's still a, still a big player, but he isn't someone that you'd be necessarily talking to win the to win the no world. no. And this, but but you, you thought you sort of think, oh, actually, like he's pr- you know there's a there's a good chance he plays. You know, he, there's a good chance here that he, he could play, you know, Damon Hetter for a, for a place in the quarterfinal. Like, you know, there's, there's a, you sort of look at how that could work. You know, or he could meet a Josh Rock or he could have a quarterfinal with Michael Van Gerwen. You know, the, it could be a real big tournament for Martin Schindler. And if he can maintain, you know, what was a very, very good standard tonight, then, you know, it, anything could happen, to, to be honest. Really, really, really good, solid game. Um, well, we haven't spoke about Jermaine much, but... It, it, it was a bit underwhelming. You know, he didn't reach the levels that he found against Fallon Sherrick, sadly, um, to make a bit more of a game of, of, of it. But, you know, Jermaine's a steady hand and he'll come again, won't he? That's, that's, um, that's what we're expecting from him. And Yeah, yeah, definitely. I suppose next, we, we slightly alluded there, and I've done it all night, as to potential, potential meetings in the future of the tournament. And I picked something at the very, very, when we first looked at the draw, I picked a game that I thought we might see. And now it's starting to look like it's a real, real possibility because Raymond Van Barneveld wound back the clock. And really, whilst Radek Sadansky, it was a sort of a valiant 
Uh, it was a valiant attempt. Yeah, his average was, was quite good, but a bit of vintage Barney, I think, today. You know, 100 average, 55% on the doubles. He looked solid and confident on that stage. Did Even in his interview afterwards, Barney, I thought he looked like he'd come to play. Did you? Yeah, to be fair, he looked focused throughout the game. And, and it's it's fairly easy, I imagine, for, for players like Barney. Look, let, let's... You know, Bob's touched on it in the in the comments section that he wasn't under any pressure, and he, he really wasn't. To be fair, um, you know, and in that, it must be nice in that position to be thrown as well as you are and not have anything coming back at you. Well, that that's the yeah. thing, but I think that's a good sign of where his game's at because he's not throwing desperation darts, is he? You know, that, that, that he's not he's not being forced into averaging that. You know, he's not being forced into a fifty five percent doubles average. You know, that's just where he's playing. Almost him against the board, isn't it? That's 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 where his game's at. But I thought it was yeah. a really good sign. Yeah, and and to be fair, half the time um, he he probably well he was there was a, there was an occasion in the first set where he was like 150 points ahead of Saganski. So he's he's got six starts from from his position, but he's still taking it out with relative ease, and that's like that's remarkable, really, in the in the levels that he's producing. So yeah, I think whoever sort of looks at this performance from Barney, they'll be they'll be seeing, you know, a lot of signs to be worried because of how consistent he was. It is. And and I suppose just to, before we hear from Barney, we'll just touch a second on on Radek Sadansky. You know, he's coming, he had a he, he had a good go of it. You know, he, he come through that first game really, really well and 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 he he didn't he didn't underperform today. He just he couldn't quite keep on the coattails of of, of Barney and he, he he couldn't quite maintain the level he'd hit earlier. But that is him currently sat two positions outside of the green line on the on the tour card race. So that does put Radek Sadansky back to Q school. So a name that I'm expecting to us to be talking about a lot on those Q school uh, on those Q school streams, which are coming up very very soon, and they are my favourite streams of the year. Now let's. Let's have a hit. I was about to talk about Barney in the next round and, and what we could potentially see. But let's hear from the man himself. Yeah, I, I believe in that. Only I'm, I'm not going to say it, you know, because that's, that's not, well, I can say respectful, but you can't say this out loud. I know I believe in this. I know I can do this. But, but like, like I said earlier, one game at a time, because... I qualified for many major tournaments last year and never made it to the second round. So you can't come here and tell Sky or you guys, yeah, I'm going to lift the trophy at the end of the week. I believe in it. I know I can do this. But I, I, I can't say this, you know. It's not realistic. Sure, why not? Yeah, we all saw Boris Becker one day, you know, when he was 17 years age, uh, 17 years old in, the, in, the, uh, in, in Wimbledon. So why not? You know, he, he's got fantastic equipment. He's, he's got good people around him. Why not? Um, but hey, I'm still there. I'm, I'm a troublemaker, trust me. If, if I do well and if I can play a really good game, I'm, I'm tough to beat. And uh, I believe in myself again. The last two, three years, I feel better than, than ever. And I'm really pleased I can... Yeah, go back to my hotel room tonight and, and relax a couple of days and uh, looking forward to my next game. I'm glad that he went there before I did. Because, right, in that bracket, and I'm just talking about what could happen, Raymond Van, Raymond Van Barneveld could beat Jim Williams. That... 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That could happen. I'd give that a more than 50% chance. Yeah. Luke Littler could beat Matt Campbell. And I'd give that a more than 50% chance at the minute. Yeah. And what that means is, on the Ali Pali stage at the World Championships, we could see Raymond Van Barneveld. There is literally, and I've talked about this earlier in the week, there, there are potentially, there's like a Venn diagram where there's a tiny little bit where the two cross, which is the unbelievable career of Raymond Van Barneveld and what is potentially the unbelievable career of Luke Littler. And that that Venn diagram could just cross for one day that potentially could happen on about the 29th of December, where we could see a fourth round match between Raymond Van Barneveld and Luke Littler. And if you don't want that to happen, I you are either a close personal family friend of Jim Williams or Matt Campbell, or you don't like yeah. that. <laughs> because, because for me, that would be absolutely superb. Yeah, just just give the people what they want to see. Correct, yeah. Give, the, give me, just give Dan Simpson what he wants to see. Yeah. Um, and, oh, we must have ticked over to midnight now because my the, you know, the, the dark scores of the day have flicked over. So we're up, but we're doing all right, actually. We've got one game left, half an hour in. So, and now, from the heartland of darts up in the northeast of England, I'd look forward to this game all week. I've looked forward to this game all year, to be honest. I've looked forward to Chris Doby playing in the World Championships at Alexandra Palace. He's had a fantastic year, but by God, he had to play some to come through that game, didn't he? This was an absolutely astonishingly good game. Oh, they, this was an unbelievable game. Um, and in fairness to you, um, Dan, when I was following this in the in the last set, I, I really didn't know which way it was going to go. And that's the beauty, isn't it? When you when you oh, just, you just don't, one minute you think, right, this is fine. Doby sorted it. Um, you know, he's 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 turning the screw in the game, and then back comes Willie O'Connor. It was an unbelievable game, high quality. I mean, I bet it was amazing to watch at the Alexandra Palace because it was such a high-quality game. It was, and it, it it was very much, you know, we've talked, so William O'Connor, when he played the other day and he came out to Zombie and he played sort of mid-afternoon, the first comment I had on it on the stream on the night was, oh, it's like an evening walk on that. Like, that shouldn't that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be done um, on, on mid-afternoon. And today we did, it was, it was the headline game and it should have been the headline game and they absolutely 
delivered. You know, the, the walk-ons, the whole... I think the, the spirit in which the game was played. You know, William O'Connor, like, you've got to, you've got to feel for him. It, it's genuinely... Like, you know, Bob's put in there, hard luck, William O'Connor. Like, it's the hardest of luck because 97%... Sorry, 97 average... And fifty and forty-two percent on his doubles, like that, is getting you through second-round matches. That yeah. that, in fact, worse performances than that are toppling seeds in this tournament. There are people who have played far worse than William O'Connor that have brushed seeds aside in this tournament, and he has just been really unfortunate in that he's met Chris Doby, averaging one hundred and three, best average he's ever put in on the Ali Pali stage. 10 180s. You know, Chris's doubling wasn't amazing. He had a torrid time on the double 16. He'd missed seven darts at double 16 when he hit the double six, you know, when he finally hit the double 16. But he, he stuck with it. And I think that's, I, I've talked loads about Chris this year because I'm a massive, you no, know, I'm a massive Chris Doby fan. I, he, you know, we, we, we both support Newcastle. We, we, I, I was lucky enough to spend a bit of time with him in my edit and He's a, he's a really, really lovely fella. He's a good bloke and a good man for darts. Um, but I think the Premier League's been amazing for him mentally. You know, I think that game must have been mentally torturous to come through that. But just a, a really, really like, fantastic performance from Chris Doby. Really, really impressive stuff. Um, and as if by magic... We have, even though I didn't think we had a minute or so ago, we do now have a clip from Chris Doby. Don't forget, folks, I know we've showed you clips, we've showed you little bits throughout the evening, but all of the full interviews with every winner from today are available on our YouTube channel and various other social platforms, so make sure you're following. So we will, before we move on to tomorrow's predictions, have a little listen to what Chris Doby made of this evening's game. Uh, if, if I get picked, I get picked. Um, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm, I'm, I'm bigger and better because of my experience in the Premier League. Um, so if I don't get my chance this year, um, then that, there's plenty more chances. And I can, if I can play myself into some good form and try and be one of those that could be selected, then then so be it. But uh, like I said, I, I want to deserve my spot there and not just go in as like a, a loser or a runner-up, you know what I mean? Chris, many congratulations. Cheers. Chris, how much good is that Premier League campaign to you this year, do you think? Yeah, it's made me a completely different player. Um, like I said, the, the experience I've gained from the Premier League, um, playing in all those big arenas, playing against the best in the world, week in, week out, travelling, you know, and then going straight to Euro tours as well from there. So it was tough. I, I've dealt with it the hard way, but I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed every minute of it. And um, yeah, it's made me a complete better, better player. Well, we didn't need that, did we? Because that's pretty much exactly what I'd already said. And some yeah. people think I'm not an expert. Goodness me. Uh, no, absolutely. And I, I, I do just think it, it's exactly what I surmised, but really good just to hear it from him that that Premier League and that that stint he did, and and I think as well playing so well in the Premier League, but but not being able to quite get the results he wanted, um, or being up against it a lot, playing the very best in the world, it I think mentally it's done him the absolute power of good. However, and we've touched on people's next games, 
so far, surely the pick of the third round has got to be Chris Dolby against Ross Smith. What a pro- Now, if you like 180s, and if you are gambling responsibly with Paddy Power, the 180 market for that game is going to be, I don't even know what, I don't know what, the, I, there's probably no value in it, to be fair, because the 180s are going to be absolutely smashed in in that game. That's going to be a tremendous match. And without a shadow of a doubt, the game I'm most looking forward to in the next round. So that brings to a conclusion the review of today's action. And now we've got plenty of you in the chat room and plenty active as well tonight in the chat room. Let's have a bit of a rundown of what we're going to see tomorrow. We won't go too deep into everything, but let's get some predictions of scores. We'll get some predictions from the chat room and share them around and see who we can laugh at the next time we're all on this stream for getting everything so wrong. We'll go through things in day, in, in order of the running order for tomorrow. So, first game we're going to look at is... I think this, so, you know, I said today wasn't the day I expected box office. Tomorrow's the day that I expect big things. I've got big, I expect big things from tomorrow and I hope it delivers. But opening up affairs are Kim Hybretz and Richard Veinstra. Charlie, I'm going to let you lead on the predictions and do my best to not copy you. But where do you think this one is going? Belgium against the Netherlands. Um, I would I'm going to go with the uh, I'm going to go with the Belgium to tomorrow. Well, today actually it is um, as we're into the early hours. Uh, I think you know his 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 experience, his um, knowledge of the difficult games and and how getting through them will 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 come to to his rescue. I'm going to go three one. I think it's a fairly not a fairly easy game because as we've seen a lot of the time it it, it can ebb and flow. But I, I think Hybrix gets the job done um, fairly fairly routinely with a with a three one win. I'm going to disagree, and I because I when we were down in in Ilkeston at the Prince of Wales, if you're in the area, it's the best pub around. When we were down there, I picked. Richard Vainster to have a bit of a run. I've, I've sort of had my eye on him again this year. I just think he's got a bit in him. Um, and I think he wins 3-2. I'm sorry to say that everybody in the chat room agrees with you, Charlie. As Keith says, it's a hybrid 3-1. Malachi thinks it's... Oh, Malachi agrees with me. Good lad. Malachi's on... Um, oh, no, I, I was reading it backwards. Malachi agrees with you as well. Hybrid 3-1. Bob's got Hybrix 3-2. HJV has got Hybrix 3-1. David's got Hybrix, Kim Hybrix 3-1. Sean's got Hybrix 3-0. I am very much in the minority there. Connor's got Hybrix 3-0. Anybody else want to win to make me look more foolish for picking Richard Vainstra? But I'm confident Richard will help me show you all up tomorrow. Good old Richard. Um, next game. And I think you 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 know, I think everybody knows exactly where I'm gonna go with this one. Um, but another proud Toonami supporter, Callan Rids, plays Ricardo Petresco. Where are we going with this, Charlie? It's a tough one. It's a it's a very tough one. For you, it's definitely going to be... It's not tough in the slightest. It's, it's not going to be for you. I think... It's not tough at all. <laughs> I'm going to go with Petresco. I think, I just think in... 
I think now is the time to play Callan Rids. In all fairness, I think I think now is the now is the time to take him on, and I think he wins three two. That being said, and and I don't want to sit on the fence, but I could see it being a last set decider, and that's what I want. That's what I want it to be a real a real gritty game where someone comes comes out in a, in a high quality affair. But yeah, I I think Ricardo gets the job done just. Um, but if if Callum Rids was to win, I would not be shocked either because I I think he's a quality darts player. Yeah, I'm gonna. I laugh when I say three. I'm actually gonna give. I'm gonna give Petrescu a, a set. I think it's a three-one Callan Rids victory. Um, let's have a quick look at what everybody else thinks in the chat room. We've got a lot of opinions on this one. Oh, Joel was late to the party. He agrees with me with a Veenstra win. He's three-two on that. David has gone three-two to Ricardo Petrescu. Oh, see, we've got a bit of back and forth on this one. hiv has gone Rids three-two. Connor's gone 3-0 rids. Malachi's gone 3-1 rids. Some heavy rids. Keith's, go, Keith's gone with Pikachu. He's gone with Ricardo Petresco 3-2. Joel has gone Callan 3-2. Joel seems like a very wise man, you know. He's he's right on the pulse on this. Uh, Bob's gone rids 3-2. And Sean is Pikachu. Really split in the chat room, that one. I think that does show us how tight that game could be. Now, this next one I think is a is a tough one to call, and it, and it shouldn't be really, um, if if we're honest. But an inconsistent Johnny Clayton against a certain Mister Lennon, who is playing for his life. Steve Lennon is playing for his or his livelihood anyway. Steve Lennon's playing for his tour card. Johnny Clayton, Steve Lennon. Do we give the Irishman a chance, Charlie? Um, I think you can never. Write him off. Um, I think a, a tour card saving Steve Lennon is is a dangerous. I mean, is a dangerous opponent. We've seen it already, haven't we? <laughs> Any case, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It depends, doesn't it? I think Clayton wins. I think he wins probably three one. Um, I, I'm going to probably put my neck on the line and say that this maybe isn't the best game of the day. <laughs> um, I can't see it being a, a great game. I, I imagine it's probably Agreed. one of those where it's probably both players. Not playing very well, unless Johnny, you know, completely finds his form, which which he may do. Um, I think he'll have far too much for 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 Scuba Steve, but I think that the there's 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 no reason why if Johnny's off it, Steve Lennon cannot fight his way through the game. Um, but you know, I believe that 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 Clayton is the better player. Um, maybe not maybe not at the current moment, Dan, because he's not in great form. Um, but we know that he can he can turn it up on the stage. The crowd will love him. Um, but I think he gets the job done three one. Yeah, do you know I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree. I'm gonna I, I've I've got three one Clayton as as well um, because and I think it, a lot of it's because the set play format means he only has to find it for short bursts, and I think I think that even when we've seen Clayton out of form, he still does find it for short bursts. He still can r- rattle off three legs on the spin. Like that's what you know. And the the problem has been he can't rattle off ten on the you know and he, and he loses it you know, and he and he does ebb and flow a little bit. But I almost think that set at the moment where his game's at, set play could potentially play play into that as a bit of a positive and give him give him some opportunities that wouldn't be afforded to him in, in, in a match play scenario. Um so yeah I'm gonna go exactly the same. Connor's got Lennon 3-1 HGV's got a 3-1 Clayton win. Sean is 
exactly the same, as is Malachi has also got a 3-1 Clayton win. Paddy's gone 3-2 to Lennon. So we've got a mix again. In the, this is why it's a good day tomorrow, because we've got a real mix in the chat room of what people think is going to happen. Bob has gone 3-2 Clayton, but he hopes... So, yeah, what I'm looking for as well, Joel's comment there, that I'm just put on the screen, um, rooting for Lennon, but Clayton wins. And if I'm honest, the... And this is nothing against Johnny Clayton. Johnny Clayton's a great guy, lovely fella. The there's there's a lot of that sentiment about I feel at the minute because I think a lot of people really like Steve Lennon. So I think there's a lot of I'd like Steve Lennon to win. I think Johnny Clayton will. I think there's a, I think there's an awful lot of that. And Sean knows what's up next because it is the bronze Adonis as Steve Beaton takes on Daryl. Gurney and Charlie, I'm again going to put the pressure on you as to going first on this one. What do we think that Daryl Gurney is going to do against the Bronze Adonis tomorrow? Well, it, it's interesting because I was just having a look when you were when you were speaking there, Dan. That the head-to-head record actually favours um, Steve Beaton, and, and you know, four out of the last five games that they've come head-to-head, albeit on a really shorter format. Um, Steve Beaton's got the the beating of him. Um, this is another one where my, I don't, my head or my heart, really. My heart is saying Steve beaten to win. My my head's saying Daryl Gurney. So if, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's gonna be it's gonna be three two either way. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 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 Daryl Gurney just to get over the line. Um, and yes, it would be a shame because I want I want the Bronze Adonis to to keep going in that fairy tale to continue for him. Um, but I think I think Daryl Gurney just has a has a little bit too much firepower. I I'm not convinced. We Daryl Gurney, we, we've seen one quarter final from him in the last two years. Um, if if we discount the World Cup, which I don't I don't think we can. Now, granted, one of them was this year's World Match Play. You know, he made a quarter final this year's World Match Play. He's the number twenty seven seed. But I I I think Daryl Gurney, and I I'm a big fan of Daryl Gurney. But I think in the last couple of years, and I don't think I think he'd be the first to say it himself, you know, hasn't been able to replicate the best of Daryl Gurney. Um, and I can't not pick Steve Beaton against a player that isn't in the top twenty because it's Ali Pali and it's his last one. And I'm not prepared to do that. <laughs> so, so I think it's a 3-2 Steve Beaton win. I think I am again very much against the chat room. Um, Keith has gone with a Gurney 3-1. HJV has gone with a Gurney 3-2. Mike Green has got Gurney 3-2, but he wants be. We've got the same sentiment again as the last game, haven't we? We think we know who will win, but we know what our heart says. Uh, David's gone 3-0 Gurney. Paddy's gone 3-2. Uh, Connor's gone with Gurney as well, 3-1. Sean makes the point. Yeah, Gurney is beatable and beaten's inconsistent. What do you... Inconsistent? Well, what, define consistency. How many years in a row has he qualified for the World Championships? He's still on that stage. And while he's on that stage, he's got a chance. And this is the last time. Like, let's get him... Like, let uh, we need to... Oh, imagine. Just one last go. Come on, Steve. Um, Joel's gone 3-1, Gurney as well. Um, Gurney gone over the radar, under the radar, yeah, a little bit, but 
you know, not enough to really move the needle. As it, you know, that he had that quarter final in the match play. Um, but you know, we've got a lot, you know, round one of the players' championships, second round of the Europeans, second round of the worlds last year. It's it's underwhelmed. Malachi's Malachi's a man with a bit of emotion in him, and he he's putting his heart over his head like me, and he's gone three one beaten. Good on you. Right. Into the evening. So evening session tomorrow is going to kick off with Ryan Searle against Tomoya Goto. That's an interesting one after what happened early in the tournament, do we think? Or is it just as as you know routine and professional from Ryan Searle? Oh yeah, it's routine. I I would say three nil. Potentially three one. Um, I can't see any other other really. I think Ryan Searle, you know, he's just taking his game to the next level. Um, and yeah, I think I think you know a lot of people would would be hoping that that Goto can can cause some sort of surprise, but I can't see. It. I think it's a it's a fairly routine start to the evening session uh, with Ryan Searle winning three 0 I'm going to have to come with you on that. I'm afraid. Yeah, I don't like copying, but. I can't see any other scenario. I think Ryan Searle's game is too solid. Um, you know, Goto played great against Ian White. It was an exciting match. I think we all enjoyed watching it, other than Ian White's close friends and family. Um, but Ryan Searle is solid. Um, and he's scoring so good. And he's doubling so good. And yeah, I just don't think we see anything other than a very, very routine and very dominant Ryan Searle performance. And that, I think could be really good for Ryan Searle because, you know, things could get sticky quickly after after that match. Um, and I think it could be a real good thing for Ryan Searle to completely dominate a game um, because the winner of that match plays Luke Humphreys and that is not straightforward in any way whatsoever. Let's have a little look what the chat room think. I think they're all going to be agreeing with us. Charlie, Connor's got... Searle winning 3-0. Joel's got him as a 3-1 winner. Bob's got him 3-0. Keith's got him 3-0. Sean, like Joel, has given him a set. Sean is hoping... Sean's rooting for every underdog tomorrow. Um, other than, I hope, Ricardo Petrescu. Um, rooting against people from Newcastle. Um, and 3-1 Ryan Searle from David. Mike's got 3 Searle 3 0. Um, Malachi's got Searle 3 0 as well, as has HJV, as has Paddy. So I think we all know where that one is going. And if we doesn't, we're all in for a very big shot. Next one, interesting. But again, I think we might see a similar landslide here. Josh Rock against Barry Van Peer. Josh Rock, another year on two, and not quite. Like, let's be honest, someone else has took that mantle of exciting new thing this year exciting new toys to play with we've got we've got something else newer and more exciting this year is josh rock going to just fly under the radar without all the media pressure and 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 get the job done do we think charlie uh yeah i think he wins fairly comfortably i think 3-1 um i think it all depends i mean i've seen um, especially at the Motor Super Series, ben, Barry Van Peer can absolutely tear his opponents apart. So it really depends probably on what Van Peer turns up um, because we know that Josh Rock's 
B game and C game is probably good enough to beat most people. So, yeah, I think he wins 3-1. Um, I think Barry Van Peer will probably put up a good fight at times, but, you know, just the just the energy from from Josh Rock and the, and the consistency in terms of scoring will, will stand him in good stead and, yeah, he'll make it through to the next round. Yeah, I'm going to pick Josh Rock as well. I, I'm I'm going to go with a three nil. Um, and I, you know, I I think you, you you make some really valid points on Barry Vampire. And I mean, let's be honest, the, you know, the the darts fan in me would like to see Barry Vampire rock up and play unbelievably, and it to be a three two last leg, really exciting. But my brain tells me that Josh Rock will. Be quite excited to turn up here. He's also, let's be honest, in a stable of reason, a really good stable of darts players. You know, he's got people around him that are there, but but he, he's in there with with Rob Cross, with with um, friend of the show John O'Shea, with Scotty Williams as well, who's had a brilliant opening to the tournament. I think he's coming in this absolutely full of it and and ready to and ready to tear it up. Um, and because of that, I, I'm going 3-0 to Josh Rock. Sean's gone. Oh, that's you know what? It's a bit. It's they, I think they've all gone with us, but it's tighter than I've got it. Sean's gone rock 3-2. Mike Green has got Rock winning 3-2 as well. Maliki's got a 3-1. Joel's got a 3-1. Keith's got a 3-2. David's got a 3-2. Preston, good evening, Preston. I've not seen you in the chat room yet tonight. Apologies if I've missed anything you put in previously. Uh, Bob's got a 3-2 as well. Connor and HJV both following me with a 3-0 Josh Rock victory. Either way, I think I'm I'm excited to see these games tomorrow. I am, I'm very much looking forward to tomorrow evening. There's a potential clash with the boxing, which is potentially going to pull some casual viewers away tomorrow. But there is some very, very box office darts available for those that want to watch it. Now, we've spoken about this already. I know there was some chat in the chat room. I know Sean and a few others were talking about both of these players earlier on. But then, bunting against Joyce. How this game isn't on last, I do not know, because why is this not the main event? Ryan Joyce has been superb for parts of this year. Stephen Bunting is... I mean, bloody Stephen Bunting, isn't he? So, this... But this, I don't know. I think twelve months ago, it's, this isn't a hard pick, is it, Charlie? I think no. twelve months, twelve months ago, and I like you know me. I I weight everything on northeast darts players. Like I I I waste a fortune betting on them, and gamble responsibly. But twelve months ago, I just go bunting three 0 But I think this is a really interesting game now. I want it to be an interesting game. Um, I can't see it being... Maybe it's one of those that we want it to be a classic and you hope it's going to be a classic and it just doesn't turn out to be. Stephen Bunting, as you touched on, Dan, at the start of, of, of the show, is different gravy on that stage. It's just something about that stage that gets him, that produces best. I think he wins 3-1. Um, I think, yeah, Ryan Joyce, what a quality player and we know he can produce the goods when he needs to. But Stephen Bunting, the Ali Pali stage, it's just it's just a different beast altogether. Um, I think he wins 3-1. Um, and yeah, it's, I reckon it's a decent game. But yeah, Stephen Bunting just, just proving a little bit too strong. Yeah, it pains me to do this. And it generally, a, a small part of me dies inside every time I pick someone to beat a North East Darts player. But 
But Stephen Bunting, in terms of the year he's had this year, like you know, obviously we know he was a quarter finalist last year, semi finalist on the on the same stage two years ago. But but just this year, quarter finals of the, of the, of the worlds, semi finals at the Grand Slam, quarter finals of the Players Championship. The most important part I think about that is you can look at you know where he you know because because it, it was like round two, round four when you look at the other majors this year, UK Open, Grand Prix, European Championship, etc. But and I think Preston's hit the hit the nail on the head in terms of his new darts working for him. If you look at where Bunting's form is at, the last two times we've seen tournaments on the television, the Grand Slam and the Players' Championship Finals, semi-finalist at the Grand Slam, quarter-finalist at the Players' Championship. Ryan Joyce is a brilliant player. I think he's amazing. I love watching him. And he did an amazing job averaging over 100 in his opening round game, dispatching Alex Spellman and a lot of people picked Alex Spellman to win that game, but it's 3-1 Stephen Bunting, um, I'm afraid. And I think a decent amount of the chat room, let's just see where the Bunting starts. Right, let's have a look, see where everyone's gone. Connor's gone 3-1 Bunting, Bob's gone 3-1 Bunting, Malik, he's gone 3-2 Bunting, Joel's gone 3-2 Bunting, both in crazy four. Yeah, agreed, mate, it could be amazing. Keith's gone Joyce 3-2, good on you. Like people that predict with their heart. Uh, Preston's gone bunting 3-1. HJV's gone bunting 3-2. Paddy's gone Joyce 3-1. That's a dominant one. Good, uh, Could be a solid pick if it comes off. Good value in it with our sponsors. Paddy Power, please gamble responsibly. David Turnbull has gone 3-1 bunting. Sean's got Joyce going to... Th- Ooh, too clear. Going to decide. Goodness me. Um, yeah, I think everyone's quite excited for that game tomorrow. That's a massive game. And, you know, yeah, get behind the Toonami, Keith. I agree. Oh, I wish, and I do. I do my very best to. I, I'll, hmm. I, I was going to put it. It's the only reason why I think my Newcastle shirt is in the wash, which is why I did. Because I went for a look through the water. I couldn't find it. Because I was, uh, Otherwise, I'd have had it on after Dolby's victory this evening. I would have put my Newcastle shirt on. And then the final match tomorrow, bringing us to a conclusion. The main event is the Asp, Nathan Aspinall, against Rapid Ricky Evans. Now, is it again? I suppose it's again. Are we going to. What we're asking here is are we going to see a level from the underdog? that we don't expect, or is one of the greatest darts players on the planet just going to go about his business in the second round and and, and get through it? Uh, yeah, it's just whether Ricky can sustain a level that is good enough to compete against Nathan, which uh, this, it took Ricky a little bit of time to get into the game um, in his opening round um, and, and the way that he played that. And I think he that'll probably be... His downfall is the lack of um, consistency. So I personally think Nathan Aspinall wins. Um, I'll go 3-1. Um, I'll give Ricky a, a set, but I can imagine it being fairly straightforward and a, a routine end to uh, to what is hopefully going to be an amazing day. I'm going with an absolute rout for a 3-0 Asp. 
I think it's. I think Nathan wins three 0 We had a great. Ricky played brilliant against Simon Adams in the first round with nothing coming back at him. Like Simon average. Simon Adams average was hovering around the Dan Simpson average, a mean average. But um, the. I just think. I also think Aspinall's looking in that section of the draw, and he's looking at, you know, potential games in the next round. He plays the winner of Daryl Gurney and Steve Beaton. And he probably looks at that and thinks, that's not a bad one. And then after that, he plays the winner of Dave Chisnell and Gabe Clemens. And he's probably looking at that and thinking, that's not a bad one. Like, in reality, it, like As- the, Aspinall should be should be breezing to a quarterfinal in that section of the draw. There are absolute nightmares of sections in this World Championships. And somebody has a gift-wrapped a section for Nathan Aspinall. So there you go. There is there is a quarterfinal for you to go to, um, and I think he's going to come out all guns blazing and win very comfortably three nil. And I've scrolled up because I'm going to get some chat room involvement in now. And I think there's a lot of people agreeing. Keith has gone with a three one. Malachi has gone three nil. Sean. Just to stick with his pattern once, he thinks Aspinall's going to win three nil, but very much wants Evans to win. He wants to see Rack and Rippy. Rapid ra- Ricky, ra- hang on. Put that bottle of wine down, Dan. David's gone 3 1 Aspinall. Joel's gone 3 0 Aspinall. HJV's 3 0 Aspinall. Paddy's 3 0 as well. It's an Asp landslide as Bob also goes 3 2. Sean has gone th- 9 2. Sean's having his chat. Sean's gone bonkers here. Preston's got the Asp winning 3 1. Connor's got Evans winning 3 0. Go on, Connor. It's always nice when somebody wants to be different. I would love to see, and Bob's right, let's see a fantastic walk-on from Ricky Evans. And let's also see, I mean, I think tomorrow's the, today was the game of the tournament, sorry, the day of the tournament so far. Today was absolutely superb. Tomorrow has got an unbelievable amount of potential. I think we could be in for an absolute treat tomorrow. And with that, our time with you all. Thank you very much for your comments in the chat room tonight. There's been loads of you in. Really, really active. It makes this show far more fun for both Charlie and I to have a bit of back and forth and some predictions from you all. I've no idea who's going to be on tomorrow. It won't be me because Mrs. Simpson is going out for the evening. I've been put in charge of the children, so I won't be on the stream tomorrow. But thank you all for your involvement tonight. We as online darts will be back tomorrow. Please remember, all of the interviews from the winners today are available on our YouTube channel and various other social media streams. Thank you all very much. And I won't be back before Christmas, so I will take this opportunity, as it just popped into my head, to wish you all an incredibly Merry Christmas from me, the rest of the Simpson households, Charlie, I'm sure as well, wishes you all a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, have a fantastic one with all of the people that you decide to spend it with, however you spend it. Have a brilliant Christmas and I will see you next year. But the rest of the team back tomorrow. Good night. Take care. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.